Welcome to the Holistically Healthy Podcast, where I, Sedona Treganing, nutritional therapy practitioner and NASM certified trainer, bust health myths and teach you how to become the healthiest, most confident version of you. Hey guys, so coming to you with another episode. On this one, I wanted to talk about the topic of fat loss and how fat loss doesn't have to be miserable. And the reason why I wanted to bring this up is because I would say 50% of my clientele is just people that have tried pretty much every single diet and they're miserable because they feel like they failed their diet. But honestly, unless you're a super lazy person that enjoys eating shitty food, it's probably the diet that failed you, not the fact that you failed the diet. And the way that I want you to look at this too is just marketing is so huge. Everything in this world, I feel like is just marketing and money-based, or at least a lot of things are. So the marketers know that people are looking for ways to lose fat. And so they prey on these people by coming up with these new fancy diet trends, by like doing like keto, carnivore, by having these fat-burning supplements with like the new latest, greatest products. But honestly, if you're looking to actually improve your relationship with yourself, improve your relationship with your food, improve the relationship with your body and lose fat and keep it off and not be miserable while doing so, it's actually very, very easy. And that's what I want to get to in this podcast. But before we even go into my solution to this problem, I want wanted to kind of go over just a couple of different trendy diets and why they're not going to work. And so keep in mind too that this is for the average human being. I'm not talking about bodybuilders because bodybuilders, they're going to have to be more specific with their diet. So that's not the case here. And I'm not really talking about people that have digestive or hormonal issues because they're going to have a hard time losing fat. And so they first have to figure out, okay, what's going on with my digestion and hormones before these rules will actually apply to me. But let's let's go ahead and break down some of the current trendy diets. So number one is going to be intermittent fasting. Um, so intermittent fasting is where you have a period of eating, like basically an eating window. And the issue with this is not so much that you are having a period of fasting, because I think that that's beneficial. Actually, it is beneficial. Like you want to break from eating throughout the day for insulin sensitivity, also for digestion. So having like a 12, 14, possibly even 16 hour fast is not detrimental. What's detrimental is when people think that they can eat whatever they want within this fasting window because intermittent and fasting is like a magical cure to allowing them to eat whatever they want as long as they eat within that eating window. This is an issue when it's not sustainable because, okay, people don't understand the implications of not having a nutrient-dense diet and they don't understand how they're supposed to basically form their meals. They don't understand that you should have like two to three servings of protein a day, um, that you should have adequate amount of veggies. And they also are not going to be sustainable because, okay, what happens when you go out to eat with a family or a family member or a friend? You're going to feel restricted, like you can't eat that food. So that's where intermittent fasting is not the best thing in the world. Although there are some rare, rare cases where maybe you do want to do it, but for most people, it's just not going to be sustainable. Then when we talk about things like the carnivore diet or the keto diet, again, it's totally not sustainable. And actually something with the keto diet is that for some people, like for some people with like seizures or epilepsy, like maybe the keto diet could be really helpful. But for the majority of people, it's actually going to be more detrimental because what happens is, is your thyroid is going to downregulate because you need carbohydrates for your thyroid to function. Why does this matter? Well, because your thyroid basically is like the gas pedal for your metabolism. So that's where bowel movements are going to slow down. So you're going to have more constipation. That's where you're going to have less energy. You're going to be moving less throughout the day. So 
although you may lose a lot of like water retention or maybe your blood sugar is managed a little bit better on keto, over time, it's not going to be sustainable. Then let's go into macro counting. So this is going to be a little bit controversial because I have counted my macros before. A lot of people love counting macros. But again, for the average person who is busy, like that's a lot of my clientele, they're busy people that they aren't super, super concerned with being shredded. They mainly just want to gain a little bit of muscle, feel good in their skin and have a lot of energy and not have their diet be super restrictive. Like macro counting isn't going to be ideal. And another thing too with macro counting is like, okay, let's say that you're going to do it for a year or two. I think that that might be great just to understand like what's in foods. But after the year or two, I mean, like if you're 50, 60 years old, are you going to be tracking your macros? Probably not. And so that's where you're going to have to transition into a more intuitive style of eating anyways. So again, this isn't to say that any of these diets are totally horrible, but it's just to say that, hey, if it's not working for you, it's probably because it shouldn't be working for you. It's not normal. It's not like a normal way of eating for human beings. So with this being said, I want to go over some guidelines that I use for clients. These types of clients are going to be people that just want to feel healthier. They want to lower their inflammation. They want to heal their gut, balance their hormones, et cetera. So for these types of clients, I use specific guidelines. So typically what I'll do is I will give them like a grocery list that's more specific to them. Like let's say they do have a food intolerance or let's say they have maybe like a history, like a predisposition to diabetes, like maybe there would be slight changes in these guidelines. But typically, this is what I recommend to people. So number one is going to be avoiding inflammatory oils such as sunflower oil, safflower oil, vegetable, corn, and soy oil. So these things are going to be found primarily in like packaged foods. If you ever look at even like Nature's Promise, we think Nature's Promise is a really good brand, but a lot of their peanut butters have sunflower or corn oil in them or vegetable oil. Other things are going to be like chips. I mean, chips are baked in these oils. Other things going to be like, like even some types of oat milk or almond milk. You know, normally we think that because it's not dairy, we think it's healthy, but honestly, if you can digest dairy, dairy is going to be healthier than having these um, types of milks that aren't dairy just because they don't have these like inflammatory ingredients in there. And you can definitely get less processed types of the nut milks or the oat milks. And you can even make the oat milk yourself. But usually the ones like Chobani um, or the ones that you see in like a traditional grocery store, they're not going to be the best for you when you look at the ingredients. So I would say number one is going to be avoiding the inflammatory oils because it will, it'll get you in that chronically inflamed state because of the omega-6s in those oils. And we need a good ratio of omega-6s to omega-3s. So definitely avoid those inflammatory oils, stick to more whole foods. The second thing that I like to recommend to clients is going to be to make sure that you're drinking enough water throughout the day in quality water. And this will help with hydration and fullness. So if you're getting fatigued throughout the day, like the first thing I'll say to people is how much water are you drinking? Like we need water for our body to function properly and we need quality water. So if you're not getting enough electrolytes, the water is not getting into that cell. So you can do things like um, Element. So LMNT, they have electrolyte packets that you can add to your water. Also, you can also get like mineral drops to add to your water, especially if you're using something like a reverse osmosis filter, which will filter out all the minerals. So just make sure that you're having quality water and make sure that you're drinking enough of it throughout the day. Another point is going to be to make sure that you're having at least three meals daily that consists of a protein, a fat, and a carb, and a fiber source. So protein being like any type of meats, any protein powder that is obviously tested for heavy metals. And, you know, if it's whey, make sure that you can tolerate whey. 
fiber being, okay, let's make sure you're having like a fruit or a vegetable. In terms of fruit, I would say stick to more berries if you're looking for like a higher fiber content. Um, When it comes to fat, maybe you're cooking your food in olive oil or avocado or coconut oil, or maybe you're adding some avocado to your plate. And then a carb being, okay, let's do like brown rice or maybe even white rice or brown rice pasta or sweet potato or regular tricolored potatoes, those types of things. So having the three meals daily that are balanced will help make sure that you're balancing your blood sugar so you're not having any spikes and crashes in energy. And it'll also make sure that you're getting enough protein throughout the day, getting enough fiber, getting enough fat and all of those uh, important macronutrients without even having to track your macros. And then the fourth really important point is going to be to eat as colorful as you possibly can. So some people will think that like healthy eating is more restrictive, but honestly, healthy eating, like once you have your fill of like fruits and vegetables and proteins and you get sufficient amount of amino acids throughout the day, you're not going to be craving other types of foods, like more sugary foods, more like quote unquote unhealthy foods. So that's where it's really important to make sure that you're eating a significant amount of food and that you're adding a bunch of colors to that food. So, you know, maybe instead of just having like asparagus on your plate, maybe you have like chicken with like coconut type of sauce on it. And then maybe you're having some sauteed onions. Maybe you're throwing in some carrots as well. Maybe you roasted some potatoes um, with a bunch of ingredients like thyme and olive oil. So try to add as much as to your plate as you possibly can. And that will help you in turn with having cravings because your body is getting the nutrients it needs. And usually when we have cravings, it's because your body is telling you that you need something. Like for example, if you have uh, a sugar craving, it's probably because you're energy deficient. That's when we diet all the time, when we get those sugar cravings. That's why, because our body is like, okay, we need more energy because we're in this like calorie deficit. So those are going to be my main points. Other important notes too, when it comes to like more intuitive eating style is going to be to stop choosing the lowest calorie option. So I remember when I was dieting, I would stick to Walden Farms, like their sugar-free syrup. I would look for sugar-free juices. I would do like sucralose sweetener. But a lot of these things will actually just leave us more hungry and it'll leave us not satisfied. So try and actually have a full meal. Honestly, load up your plate with a shit ton of food and you'll notice that you'll have less of a food focus throughout the day because you'll be fuller for longer. And you'll have less cravings because you're going to have that sustained energy throughout the day. Another thing is going to be to eat as many whole foods as possible. So like I said, so you want to eat as many whole foods as you possibly can, load them up on your plate, but also don't restrict yourself if you don't have another option. So because I find too, a lot of people argue, well, healthy eating is, is super restrictive. You shouldn't do it. It's going to create an eating disorder. Well, That's not the case. The thing here is going to be to make an informed decision. So, okay, we know inflammatory oils are not great. We know we shouldn't be having a whole lot of foods that are contaminated with pesticides. We understand the foods that aren't great for us, but then it's up to us to make the decision, okay, do I want to have sustained energy or maybe I'm out with family and I don't really have any good healthy options. So maybe I'm just going to choose something more indulgent because I don't really have another option. And that's totally okay. It's not to shame yourself for not being able to eat whole foods. It's just making an informed decision and making the best decision possible for your body. And then also other important notes. So I know I alluded to this a little bit earlier in the podcast, but make sure that your gut and your stress are managed. Otherwise, your blood sugar will be out of whack. That's when you're going to have those cravings. And then you also will be in that chronically inflamed state, having more sugar cravings, just feeling more sluggish, probably like craving more not so great foods for us if your gut is not in a great state. So make sure that you're listening to the other episodes that I had or you're hiring a coach or doing something to make sure that those things are in check before you go ahead and try this intuitive eating style. So those are my main points. And again, I wanted to make this because 
fat loss and eating does not have to be hard. I think a lot of people overcomplicate it and they try to find the next best thing. But honestly, when we think about like eating close to our ancestors or eating like close to what they ate where it's primarily whole foods, like that's going to be the best way to eat for most people. And again, unless you have some like weird condition or medical condition, but trying to eat as close to to the earth as possible is going to be the most beneficial way to eat. And your body will not overeat on food when you give it the nutrients that it needs. So I hope that this was really helpful. If it was helpful, make sure to leave a review and I will talk to you guys on the next episode. Thanks again for listening to the Holistically Healthy Podcast. If you enjoyed, make sure to leave a review as I will be picking one of you to win a free consultation with me every quarter. If you want more information or immediate help, head to www.wholenothingback.net and apply for coaching. 